platonic plus romantic. Platantic? That's what I'm going to call them right now. They're platantic. Hello and welcome back to Black on Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another spectacular episode of Debris. This is season one, episode nine. Do you know Icarus? Written by J.H. Wyman and Ryan Wagner. Directed by Padraig McKinley. I gave this episode another 10 out of 10. They are knocking them out of the park. And this one came with some emotional feels I was not prepared for. But it definitely delivered all of the timey-wimey. It opens up so many possibilities. I'm not even going to bother going down the rabbit hole about. Because right now, it's all on the table. It's just all on the table. So until something sticks, I'm not going to even put my brain through the mental gymnastics. But we got different realities, man. We have different realities. And that ending, man, they couldn't have picked a better ending to stab me in the heart if they tried. So we start this episode with a man, well, boy, really named Shelby, who hightails it into the sea in the water, swims to what looks like a large chunk of debris. I was like, what is he doing? (laughs) Because it looks like he's about to drown. Except he does not drown. He goes home searching for his sister Kathleen. But finds his brother Mac. Except he doesn't know who the hell Mac is. He doesn't have a brother. Mac tells him, well, you don't have a sister. What? What the fuck? This is the second week they've thrown us into the fray. And I really like that style of opening. Brian, Fanola, and George are driving. And he asks if they're lost. But Fanola says that they're not. George is asleep and has been in a coma-like state. Really hard to get some decent rest when you have to hear the crinkling of the (laughs) Reynolds rap all night. How did he get rid of that? And Fanola not see. (laughs) I'm sure he found a way. She wonders what they're going to do about Maddox. Brian says, I can feel in his gut that he doesn't know anything that's up. And she remarks that she already felt some kind of way about the government now that they're both betraying their government because of the way in which they stole orbital from her dad which led to his suicide just as they are getting their new assignment in washington state a deer comes out of absolutely nowhere and then (laughs) george wakes just to tell brian with a pat good driving though you drive too fast too fast for my taste haste is a signifier of disorganization and they all were smiling i was like oh family brian meets garcia a man that knows george and vice versa who got injured in a debris incident that affected his eyes he's got scars all over his face maybe around his body introductions happen all around but finola and brian must go to the washington state case as it has some type of atmospheric is that did i get to say that word right um disruption as soon as they get to the site um they are looking for the lagarde reading and they say it's faint but it is there brian says i love the sea they then visit a home nearby to see if they saw anything like the debris falling from the sky as soon as they are 
introducing themselves to Shelby, he just casually left that door open. So parents can just go on tour and leave their teenage child and and an adolescent in the house all by themselves. And I was thinking, like, why isn't he not feeling weird that the FBI is here? Usually that causes alarm. But I was thinking maybe he's just Caucasian. Uh, he admits that he and his sister had found the debris. Talking about it's a... Uh, <laughs> what did they call it? Said it was some type of project he was like yeah your alloy wreckage yeah i know that that is alien technology i found it with my sister kathleen and now i have a new brother named steven what the hell's going on i mean what the hell is going on the debris took them back two days and they thought it was fun and would have no consequences and because they have no parental supervision they kept doing it until eventually kathleen was gone what did we learn he keeps going back but every time it's worse in a different version of reality um also this is not the first time that they have had this conversation that her father george is helping them having determined it's like taking a card from a deck in reality because no one even knows george jones is alive they have no reason to doubt him he says he has to get back to his reality as the fabric of reality is decreasing at an alarming rate. So I was like, oh crap, <laughs> different timelines. I love it. Or different realities. Because, well, would you say timelines or realities? Are they the same? I'm not sure. George asks what colors, another follow-up question in the cycle that's probably like, 200 what did he say two million three i don't even know he's like you could be doing this forever then tells finola privately to not let him jump again as he would not have not, <laughs> he would not have told him not to jump he would have known that continuing to jump is going to cause damage to the universe shelby of course was lying the whole time and bolts because all he needs is additional information and resets the timeline with the two of them now seeing the deer and the deer not waking up or the collision with the deer not waking up george so it's just a sweet little moment between her and brian he wrote a sign when they showed back up that said come in <laughs> mac is back and here we go while working jones wishes he could have done more and continued with treatments and some other things and this is the second time i've heard treatments and we also know that Garcia asked if Brian was still getting his treatments. So what is this about? I hope Garcia spills the tea. And at the end of this episode, am I wrong? But did, um, did Brian look a little under the weather? Like he might be getting ill or was that just panic? I'm not sure. But he felt there was a few scenes like when he even opened. Granted, it was just a beautiful scene, period. <laughs> but it felt as if maybe he was uh feeling the effects of something i'm not sure maybe i'm reading too much into that but um apparently george did more than just visit him when he was in his coma but he also sent a letter to his family his family would not allow garcia to respond and george does not blame them 
he asks if he regrets orbitable orbital i know i want to say all of those um syllables and he says well regret's not the word i'd use however garcia sees the irony of hearing about what happened to him as he was eaten by his own monster as suspected the money came from the americans to fuel his research except the powers to be then decided to take control and when they did people were exposed to profound risks without really understanding those risks and while garcia as a scientist as george points out saying you know i've accepted my part my responsibility what happened to me but i think you need to accept your part as well because you knew what those risks were better than anyone else and he might have a point there but that does not excuse the rest of the people (laughs) and which got but would that really be under george or would that be under maddox i don't know i don't have enough information to say one way or another clearly maddox is not the best guy in this i think it's very very apparent that he is the trash in, in the whole trash can but george probably uh, he probably told that line uh of good and bad of what to do in the name of science george is apprised of the situation once again regarding shelby and he recalls more colors this time but not much about their shape and if they were orange or green or red so he decides to go upstairs because he has an idea i didn't know what he had grabbed but he gets a glimpse of his sister in a mirror and he starts to reset it once again this time brian has a new partner named niels who the fuck are you man niels is disgusting was that sardines he was eating that can uh he tried to film the colors that's what he was doing shelby when they get to his house and he's explaining everything however in this timeline he says i need to talk to george jones george jones is dead so now shelby has lost his last resource and brian has now another partner again and again and again and again this is not okay finally finola is back except he's put mirrors when they go back to his house up all around and despite how nuts he sounds finola does see kathleen in said mirrors we check in on maddox who gets a call about a reservation julia made that he was not made aware of and then watches her ignore his phone call then barges in said restaurant asking who is this guy he's an attorney a divorce attorney she wants a divorce um she made it clear what she wants so you asking her what do you want means she's valid with you're not listening to me i want nothing this was a whole lot of emotional that was supposed to make me feel bad for him but at the same time i just felt worse for her because <laughs> she's like look i was driving clearly i feel some type of way you're saying that we can get this through this together i don't believe that you're just powering through this not only that you leave me at home with dario all day long the reminder of whatever went down because he wasn't there apparently when the accident happened he's got this secret life working for the government and that's just not going to work for her now that finola is back 
we have george jones back we get back on track with the colors orange fascinates him and he recalls a woman that was exposed to a similar piece of debris that was more likely a nacho or a chip off of this much bigger one and that what happened to her was that her desires manifested and he tells them that this is kind of centered around this of going back in those two days and that shelby's probably the pilot of this kind of reality morphine and he thinks that he wants his sister back but he's like the funny thing about desire the thing you want and what you really want are two different things shelby admits to brian in the kitchen that he did sometimes wish that his twin was never born seeing as you know she was smarter and this that and the other thing but now he wants to get her back more than anything finola calls him out after she's talked to her dad because he does mention the soldier and the penguin and it sounded so weird i was stuck on that for a while it's like so we're not going to talk about that and then we did in the most amazing way dad is explaining to finola that he doesn't know why because he would never tell him that about not jumping again he also explains that the mirrors are bleed throughs of the universe and that's showing the damage that he is causing finola calls him out on it and then that he's also lying as he runs this time brian gives chase he's one step behind him and when time is reset they are both now in a new reality he has a new partner and now he has his full memories and he is very cross when he (laughs) runs into shelby this time cuffing his ass immediately like i will have no more from you sir uh in this new reality apparently brian killed finola's dad because he was dead two weeks ago and she said you were there so my guess is this is probably the worst reality he ever wants to be in (laughs) um finola's not even involved in the project uh she works for mi6 and then when he can't get anywhere with his current partner who thinks he's just gone crazy and will not stand down he decides to call mi6 and finola herself and let me tell you that sigh of relief when he heard her voice they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand she's looking him up and trying to see who he is notice even in the the mainframe and the physical file his shit was all the way redacted so you know he had done some stuff and some things and i think we're gonna get into some of the stuff and he <laughs> and some of the things that he's done at the guidance of maddox he was very panicked though and desperate and he really needed someone to believe him and the fact that she just verified who she was talking to heard what he was saying it made sense to her even though she's never met him before and then he's like there's this thing that was said that george wanted to recall because it would solve everything about the soldier and the penguin and she says it was written for her mama a soldier guided a penguin across the desert to be with the one that he loved and apparently he does this probably often i don't know the penguin wonders why the soldier um guides people to those that they love 
and that the soldier does not seem to want anything at the end of the journey he shares an observation you fight so bravely because you have nothing you want nothing because you're afraid to have something to lose some uh because if you did your heart would no longer be still so we know that brian has clearly lost some people and then from that point he seems to have most likely embodied this soldier and then she tells him the point of the story but he's already figured it out he very much was lost and disorganized and he didn't really know what to do and he kind of like you saw the way he was reacting like things like he was way out of his element and he really had her anchoring him through a lot of this and he probably didn't even know into that moment until they were separated just how much of an anchor she's become and then when he was able to get that partnership again even across miles and oceans he said that line i have someone important i have to get back to and then maddox with his trash ass ordering brian killed without any hesitation and um that's when he tells her the part of the story like you can spend a lifetime hiding from what you truly want and it's clear that brian probably wanted or has wanted something like a family or you know just to belong or be seen as as a person and finding that you know your heart can no longer be still you're going to you know defend that you're going to have a different mission now it's not just to guide other loved ones it's to protect those that you love as well so i thought it was a very beautiful uh, little story all tied in with the clear indication that max or maddox is an absolute piece of shit and will kill him with no questions asked and then she asked who are you trying to get back to and he said you I will be taking uh, several weeks before I am um, not feeling all types of <laughs> things about that particular scene or this episode. It's just a really good episode too with the time travel. It was just trippy and then him keeping or having to keep jumping into the sea and then the chase and then they going back and forth. It just was a lot of fun so i can't wait to hear what the feedback has to say before i do jump in one last observation i did notice that in every timeline in which Fanola wasn't his partner george jones was dead even if it was to that particular moment i wonder if that means something like we know we talk in the flash about um what they call those fixed moments or something to that effect and I'm wondering, like, ultimately, George Jones' life could have ended either, you know, through the suicide and he never was brought back, or if Influx even got this far, it still would end where Maddox, like, that decision, it was one way or another. And when Fanola's not that bridge, it's always the decision somewhere along the line, if not by his own hand, that George Jones dies. I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into that as well. But I think I've rambled on enough. 
Let's jump into the mailbag. I just watched um, Debris season one, episode nine, and I gotta be honest with you, I think I think I'm on the Fanola Bryan ship now, and I I don't know how it happened or why the feels just jumped out of the screen and drop kicked me in the throat, but I'm there now. I uh, I feel it. Um, I'm emotional. I'm I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm like, damn, I'm mad they left us on that bogus-ass cliffhanger. Like, I am all things. And I'm so many things. And I don't even know what to do with my life. Like, I really don't. Like, I'm just shook. But in a good way. Like, whew. Okay, so, I gotta be honest. At the beginning of this episode, once we got the reveal that, what was the dude's name? Oh my God, how can I forget his name? The the young boy that lost his sister, Kathleen. Um, and then he randomly had a little brother. <laughs> and we're finding that like he's jumping into different realities. I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. How many, like, what are we going to do, Groundhog's Day, like over and over again? Um, and then we realized, we come, like, we come to the conclusion that it's not time travel. It's like him like bending reality and then you know every time he jumps something changes i the more like the the further along the episode got the more interesting this became because it was like what is triggering this like why is this happening like one of the things that i felt like no one was acknowledging was the little brother he seemed to have some type of understanding of what the f was going on like that he wasn't even supposed to be there and nobody thought to ask him like why would old dude 20 year old dude have a twin sister that just vanished and now we can see her in the mirror and like everyone keeps coming back but the little boy is a prominent that's not the right word stable maybe steady feature I don't know why, but I just felt like the key to this was talking to or figuring out the little boy, like trying to understand maybe why he was there, um, you know, what he knows, like clearly that the boy, hold on, I, I need to figure out his name because it's going to bother me. Okay, so I just looked up the name of the main character. I don't know why I remembered the the sister who never even existed. We never saw her and I remember the little brother's name but for some reason I cannot could not remember they're saying his name is Shelby I swear if they called him and they talked about him and I'm supposed to know his name I don't remember so I'm just gonna go with it anyway so I guess Shelby is trying to figure out how to get his sisters back and he keeps having Fanola call George George is telling Fanola that him messing with reality is is messing with the universe which we clearly see but what we don't anticipate is how like every time the partners change 
It's never Finola with a new agent. It's Brian with a new agent. And that has to mean something. I didn't get feedback immediately after I watched it because I was trying to like analyze this in my mind. Um, I'm not, I don't see shows the way that you do, Christina. My mind doesn't work that way. It probably never will. I'm, I'm almost 38, so I'm positive my mind will never do that. But I, I cannot, I can't get past the fact that every time he, reality alter, was altered, Brian was always a constant. That was the word I was looking at. Just like the brother Steven. It, I think he might have had a different name at one time, but I'm pretty sure it was the same little boy. So, to me, that means something. It has to. Um, I'm not sure what it means, and I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but I know it's important. But I think, like, one of the things I kept saying at the beginning was, I don't understand why they keep letting this fool run off. Like, they go away from him to go talk, and then he would run off. And they would immediately run upstairs, ask the little brother where he at, or run in the other room. Like, why you ain't assume he's going outside? You know that this debris is underwater. Why isn't that your first response? And then finally, Brian takes Chase. And he grabs a hold of him and then he's sucked into an alternate reality too. But this is right before um, George is trying to understand desires and he's saying it's like the penguin and the soldier. And I was like, man, what the hell kind of story? I was like, I've never heard of that. It's like, is that a bedtime story? Is that a is that a nursery rhyme? I'm trying to wreck my brain. It's like I don't I would remember a story about a penguin and a soldier. I love penguins. I don't remember anything about no damn penguin and I'm like are we not gonna find out that story and then that's when I got shook up in all of my feels um I wasn't expecting it it came out of nowhere and it punched me in the gut and uh ripped my heart out and threw it on the table and now I'm left with this shipper feel that I didn't want and it's like super strong because when he <laughs> came to and he was in the car with this grace lady, the way he just looked utterly disgusted was everything. First of all, Grace looked like a snitch. I know she claims that she's known Brian for five years, but I don't trust the bitch. I don't know why it had nothing to do with that conversation about with her and Maddox. I didn't trust her immediately before. I don't know. It's just something about her face that is untrustworthy. I don't trust her. Um, so I'm just going to put that out there. And it seems like we're going to be left with her for a little, at least episode 10 because we didn't get a resolution. But when he you know he found out George was dead died in a raid and he was there knowing him he probably ended up killing him um because of something Maddox told him and then uh we see him trying to find her and he gets a hold of her and he talks to her about this story that George told him and the thing that I cannot separate out of my mind what would cause these chipper feels was the way Fanola didn't even just immediately hang up on him 
And you could see the feels coming to her when she was telling him the story, when she realized that something has to ring true. I don't know in this reality how much she knows about debris. I don't know that she knows anything. But the fact that she stayed on the line with him and told him the story and asked questions. And then she went a, fur- a step further and said, um, so who are you looking for that's important to you? And he going to say, you. I fell out. You hear me? Like, seriously choked and died. Like, why? Why would you do this? I... I really need someone, like, I need to know if we're going to have another season. And the good thing I would say, because I know back in our day, y'all, a show would get canceled and it'd be the end of it, like, the end. But nowadays, thanks to Netflix and, you know, Hulu makes live shows, like, all these streaming networks, Prime, just because the show is canceled on network TV don't mean it can't be picked up by another network. And I'm hoping that this is one of those shows that can get maybe like a strong streaming base, you know, a good following and then be renewed somewhere else. Because I know this is episode, we're coming up on episode 10 and I think that's all we're going to get. I just, I can't let this be over. Like I need more. Like this show, this episode solidified my love for this show and it's going to be stuck and I don't want to do another one where you know we fall in love with the show we get to the end and then we never hear about it again so I'm going to need CBS to make a damn decision and I know they renewed the equalizer I don't I've never seen that show I don't know if it's good I'm not gonna it has Queen Latifah in it I'm all about my black queens Um, but I know that show Big Sky or whatever I don't understand how that's still I watched the first couple of episodes and I don't understand how it's still going like it seemed more like a movie not a damn television series so and I mean I don't want to spoil it in case someone wants to binge it but I don't understand how that show is still going and I know they renewed it for season two or it's supposed to be renewed I think it was renewed I I couldn't even get past episode three because I was like, this seems like they're going to be dragging this shit on for an unnecessary amount of time. And I don't want to watch this shit for, you know, five, six, seven episodes. So I guess I'll just never understand television in that aspect. No one listens to me. There's a lot of shows that I used to love. And now I'm seeing them like popping up on like CW seed or like you can binge it on Netflix and stuff it's like oh now y'all now it's trending you know 10 years later where was the the love for this show when I was watching it and needed another season (sighs) but that's a debate for another time so I will end it here until next time love peace hair grease black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out she said drop kicked in the (laughs) feet drop kicked in the throat Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I think you went over everything spectacularly. Um, Just a few observations from me. I'm so waning. I'm getting so tired. I'm so ready to just take a shower and go sleep. (laughs) But um, I did want to say I I didn't get that the kid knew. But that's my observation. Um, Lord knows it could be wrong. I thought it was like his partner 
in that reality they're like what are you talking about what do you mean i'm not your brother like that's a shit thing to say in that and he did switch up like one minute he was mac another time he was steven they probably just didn't want to bring in like 40 kids the way they did the partners um because those could have just been extra adults on set but they only swapped out mac and then steven and they figured probably you'll get the point from there so um i think that it connects the reason why he has a male sibling is because he wanted a female he wanted a male sibling like he wanted a younger brother but not a twin sister um so now he's stuck in the reality in which he he really does still want that i don't know uh but i do i do like that it's a two-parter and that we'll have time to kind of figure out a little bit more and delve into this idea because it's an awesome concept and i i think it's rather genius that they did a two-parter on it and yeah is there something to it being brian and not finola i just chalked it up to she was in london the entire time and that her father died and she never ended up becoming a part of orbital but i mean maybe there is something we all know finola is has some type of s on her chest that doesn't mean superwoman (laughs) it means special to the debris um that we're gonna probably find out and see since they're talking about treatments and shit ah ah yeah i don't trust it (laughs) um i too did not know the story of the penguin and the i was thinking the same thing i'm like is this something i'm supposed to know are y'all gonna like explain it to me and then they were like oh yeah we got you girl and then finally i will say that finola is that type of person that empathetic type of person as well that would be the one that brian could call and tell all of these things and build that connection with her in a short time because he knows her um so it feels authentic to her but she also i think is just one of those people that is a good person you know she's gonna try to do the best thing all the time she's gonna always fight for even when it feels like a helpless fight even if she loses it she's always gonna give a hundred percent to doing the right thing um whatever that means in the moment if that means a man's gonna go back and freeze with his family that's what she's gonna do (laughs) you know um if it means that i can't figure remember other things but she's went behind the back but yeah she's someone who's not gonna allow orbitable damn i can't not say orbital she won't allow that place to become the the place in which it is trying and likely is becoming under maddox so yeah let me go ahead and get to shy before i lose the rest of my brain cells and hear what she has to say about this episode hey christina it's me shy i'm here to talk about debris episode nine and let me just start off by saying I just finished watching this episode so I can't be responsible <laughs> for what I say because I am still knee deep in my feels right now. Wow, this episode, I really, really enjoyed this episode so much. This is one of my favorites. I'm trying to think what other episode would surpass this one and I just can't think of it right now. And maybe because I just finished watching it and I'm still in my feels right now that I can't think straight. But man, oh man, this episode had so much that I love about 
um, about shows, um, the time travel and this the mystery, the you know the drama, the uh, of course the my shipper heart <laughs> on the Fanola and Brian side of things. That was amazing. Oh my gosh, that ending. I would I have I watched it. I'm not gonna lie. I rewinded it and watched it twice because I was just like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that at all. I mean, not at all. I was thinking this would be more of a season two, a later season type thing where they their relationship we we see the evolution of relationship to them starting to acknowledge they have feelings for each other so this was definitely a pleasant surprise for me but i'll get back to that in a minute as you can see that's you know i can't help it i'm sorry i'm a hopeless romantic at heart i know you (laughs) you be uh pointing that out on several occasions but I am who I am. Anyways, to the beginning, um, where we see the guy running and then jumping in the in the lake, I think the ocean, in the ocean, and going to this thing, this debris piece, and then coming out, and then seeing this little kid, and then being upset. Um, and of course, we come to find out he's. This debris is resetting the timeline, and of course, you know, time travel any in any form or fashion is near and dear to my heart. So, episodes shows that um, bring that into their narrative is always amazing to me. I love those. I mean, as timey wimey as off the wall and as confusing as time travel is and all that i love it i love being confused i love trying to figure out stuff when it comes to this and this one i was like how in the world are when he kept going back and they kept repeating groundhog day repeating over and over but of course slightly different you know first it was his brother was one kid and his brother i mean you know the brother kept changing but he can never get his sister back I was fascinated as to I'm like I just couldn't fathom how they're gonna get out of it because they're not in the know with the loop that the guy keeps telling them about it every time they go but by the time they put it all together he's jumping in the damn ocean again and it starts all over so I'm like how the hell are they gonna know to stop him before he does it because god knows how many times that dude has um shelby has um has done that uh and then of course you know it started what really got me and i was really getting nervous is when brian's partners started changing so it started to affect brian's um life as well as Shelby so the more they interacted with Shelby the more their lives were changed by him traveling back in time two days and the other thing that is confusing is just like he said if he only is going back two days why is his sister who's 20 years old erased from existence 
he didn't go back that far so that's the mystery that um is very um fascinating to me as to how that all happened you know because we see barry do it all the time we've seen it on dark i mean they're like traveling back before people are born and before certain things and so that's why people are or when nora came back to the past she came back before she was conceived so that's why she was erased from existence but that's not the case in this one so there's a totally different way that time travel or timelines are being shifted without having to go all the way back um so i'm very interested in why that's happening but i like how they quickly find out figure out finola and brian what's going on i mean unfortunately not in time to stop shelby from jumping in the ocean each time but they always um get to the that point in the that's why i, I couldn't fathom how they're gonna get out of it without um but as we saw when that final time when brian jumped in with him he I mean he progressed enough in it to where he's able to jump in and they go in there together which again changes the timeline and this time brian has another partner but this time he's aware that he has another partner unlike the other times and so you can see the the anger on his you know when he realized what the heck is going on and you know he, he wasn't messing around when he back, went back to see shelby and so oh my gosh so i am so stressed because what's that girl's name whatever his new partner whatever she calls maddox and maddox tells her to not allow him to do it and so i'm wondering what that means um is like what what whatever the cost i'm like you know maddox you know just when i was slightly feeling sorry for you because of what happened with your wife you know her wanting the divorce which i'll talk about in a second but then you turn around and say stuff like that that makes me want to ugh, just <laughs> put you back on my shit list but as for um the thing about julia and maddox i don't understand it's like i don't want you to forgive me i mean that's her reason for divorce so she can't forgive herself enough to really so i mean it basically is about her it's not even about um maddox at this point because he's willing to work on things and move on but the guilt of what happened the car apparent car accident that caused um their son's disability um it just it was just way too much and she's not able to get past it enough enough to acknowledge his forgiveness because she hasn't forgiven herself um which is sad um but then again you know maddox isn't around as well of course you know because his job and so she's there to continue to replay and live with the guilt and uh, apparently i guess they've gone to therapy and that's not working so um yeah so she wants out she doesn't want that constant reminder of her mistake so which is sad 
Now to get to the part of the episode along with the time travel that I completely loved was Fanola and Brian phone conversation where he's like I gotta give back to someone that's important to me and I'm like oh my gosh is he is he talking about Fanola please let him be talking about Fanola I know he's talking about Fanola and then she tells him the story of the penguin and the soldier <sighs> oh gosh um just give me a moment just give me a moment that was so oh my gosh and then it was just so and then just the way he was just just ugh, just that whole scene I, I don't know I it was just beautiful just the way he the way he was the emotion that was on his face that in his body language and his voice and you know him that relief that he felt when he when she answered the phone oh my gosh brian he's you know that's sly dog i mean i knew that he was feeling for nola because he's sure for someone as that was like i said in my other feedback you know for him to have that loyalty that he had to maddox um that ran deep for him to go against that for Fernola, you 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 really gotta be feeling this girl because there's no way. And then what Fernola said um, when they were on their way to Garcia about how they're both betraying their country. I mean, that's that's deep. I mean, that's 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 you gotta really really trust and have a deep emotions for your partner. For you to go to that length that he did and then of course you know brian and george had their little moment in the um in the in the vehicle on their way up to garcia i'm very curious as to what happened to garcia and every time i get a call my uh it pauses so i don't even know what um i said but anyway i just love that scene that my my shipper heart my it was just beautiful like i said i watched it twice it was just it was just amazing um i'm just still in my feels about it 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 obviously just confirms what we already knew and i love their chemistry and i love their dynamic and i just i yeah i just love everything about it but anyway I'm not going to gush all day about it, you know, you know me, um, I'm just going to leave it at that, and so I'm very excited to see how this is all, I mean, we don't get a solution, so this is almost like a to be continued with this debris, um, so I'm very, um, anxious to see how it all pans out, how they get out of this situation, what that new partner is going to try to do, um obviously i know you know they're gonna resolve it in the end but still how they do that is gonna be very interesting indeed so on that note i better go until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy hey hey shy got your feedback um a few things i know that wasn't my daughter i just took her phone away from her because she don't listen don't listen whatsoever i said no no running around at 10 o'clock 
and I said, don't change my Apple password. Because she just sometimes thinks that she is grown and she could just change my password whenever she feels like it. And I don't even know what the dang password is. So she loses her mind and I have to sometimes just really put my foot down and just take shit from her so that she knows that it doesn't really belong to her despite her uh, delusions to the contrary. Enough about that. Um, I will say that Maddox definitely authorized his execution. Um, but we haven't seen how that's going to go down. And, and this partner, I don't trust. She's probably going to be like a match for Brian or some shit. So then <laughs> his life is going to be in danger. And uh, we can't trust her. We definitely cannot trust her. Uh, what else? Good question about did the debrief affect them because of their interaction with Shelby? I hadn't given that too much thought. Uh, but that's a pretty good uh good guess or maybe it's every react i don't i don't know i really don't know um i don't think that i will say as much as i love the shipping in this episode that there was nothing that indicated that things were romantic <laughs> i just wanted to caveat that because you were saying you know we know about their feelings and 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 yeah we can make these suppositions uh certainly however I do need to at least throw that out there for those that are like, well, it wasn't really romantic because it actually wasn't. It's romantic in the sense of how you feel or your definition of romance. But there was no, you know, the feelings. You can love someone and not be in love. You know, you can have someone important to you that you're trying to get back to. And it doesn't mean you're in love with them or you want to have a relationship that's more than the relationship you have right now. That partnership is important to him. And I think that whatever we want to infer after that is um, all up in the air at this point, I should say. Um, so you saying you're waiting for them to go like two seasons or whatever the case may be. She opened that door one more goddamn time. She really think I will not just put her to bed right now. Anyhow, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted because she's tossing a fit because she got her stuff taken away. So I'm only gonna let her have so much. I know she be listening to me. I know she do. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't talking loud. I'm more like whispering into the mic right now. But um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. There was not any declarations of any. Um, I would like us to be more than just partners, but it's still important and sweet and monumental that this is an important relationship that he will define all time and that this, this relationship is important to him. It's important to her and it seems to, you know, do a lot for each character. You know, they have this connection as it will um whether i think that we still have more time to for it to go to any other direction it may go in the future and i don't want it to rush there um and i'm not saying you're saying that either because i know now if i don't say the opposite you're gonna be like well i didn't say that i'm like but you did not not say that but i'm gonna cover these bases at least i'm gonna get better at them at least (laughs) so i don't feel like i'm putting words in your mouth but uh, I think it could definitely, and I want it to for my sake, to to unfold a little bit more. I will say it was 
not a knee jerk, but if someone felt like a knee jerk, like there was nothing leading up to this. <laughs> there was a lot more last episode, which made some groundwork, but it has been a week. I will give it that. Um, so yeah, while I was rather surprised as well, that surprise could also be like, whoa, where did that come from? If you weren't tapping into that. And that would be a fair assessment in my opinion. Despite me not having that particular issue. Or I should say an issue with that issue. If you know what I mean. But I hope it definitely goes further. Because like they're everything. Absolutely and completely everything. It's not why I watch the show. The mystery behind it is definitely like you guys all pointed out. It's like the, the whole the story arcs are just fun and they're interesting and you get into it and then when you hem them up with two characters that are likable and then even more likable together yeah that's pretty much uh, our kind of television so if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic